Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to an all-new BWI Daily Recruiting Show episode. I'm Greg Pickle, Ryan Snyder, always here with us to give us the newest and latest Penn State recruiting news. T. Frank doing a great job producing for us as well. Ryan, it's spring break week. Uh, this is going to be a shorter show. Of Those of you that are loyal listeners to the Daily and the Recruiting Show, we appreciate you. And you know that typically these can go a little bit longer than normal. This is going to be a bit of a tighter episode because it is spring break week. The coaching staff is on a well-deserved vacation. No recruits are on campus, even though the March quiet period is underway. And thus, we only have a few things to hit on. But there was a big new Mm -hmm. offer that came out. There's some staff changes that are on the horizon. So, Ryan, another Tuesday. Here we are. How are you? How are you doing? What's new? Anything before we get rolling here? Yeah, beautiful spring break in Belfont, Pennsylvania. Uh, It it felt like spring break yesterday, man. It was really nice. It was good. Say we'll take my kids to ride bikes. So I guess that was actually really two days ago because yesterday it kind of rained them. But uh, right. yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 slow right now. We're we're uh, I think this time next week we'll be able to start putting a, a list together for that March 19 date, and then you know before you know it, it'll just be rapid fire mode. We'll have so much to talk right. about uh, once once spring ball gets going. But uh, we're just kind of in a little bit of a jam right now with uh, you know coaches on vacation and. Uh, you know, a lot of players still focus on basketball. Rodney Gallagher, thanks for doing the show with T Frank the other day, and uh, congrats to him for for winning the Whitfield Championships. I'll be I'll be watching him closely uh, as as they advance. I'm really hoping they make it to the Giant Center uh, for the state championship because I would uh, love to go watch them down there. But aside from that, man, yeah, we're just kind of hanging out, seeing uh, any any new offers, and just kind of you know we got a guy here or there uh, ready ready to uh, you know come and visit. But pretty quiet week overall. Yeah, you'll definitely want to check out that interview with Rodney Gallagher, bluewhiteillustrated.com, also youtube.com slash bluewhiteillustrated, and wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening that way, you can find that interview with T. Frank. Really insightful stuff. Uh, it was great to get to know him a little bit more and kind of hear about everything that's going into his recruitment, which, of course, Penn State is right in the thick of and could even be considered the leader for. So time will tell. Long way to go in that one. But let's get into the news of the week, Ryan. Uh, London Montgomery is a guy you've written about before at bluewhiteillustrated.com. He was waiting for a Penn State offer the last time you did a story on him. That offer has now come, and obviously it's a big one for him. It's one he was waiting for. Uh, what? Let's start with this. We have a lot to get into with him, but what made the trigger go all of a sudden? Because this was a guy who Penn State's known for quite some time, and they finally now are in the mix for him. They've added themselves to that conversation. I, I again, everybody's on vacation. So it's hard for me to get that answer at the moment. Uh, you know, I, I I wrote last week that I thought they were going to wait, and literally, it, what was funny about that is I wrote in my mailbag that you know, let's see how he does and and track this year, and let's see what happens. And then I I come to learn then that they actually offered him on Friday. So pretty much one of my I put my mailbag out. He he already had an offer. I just didn't know about it, of course, till Sunday. What what made them go? I mean, I, I think when you just look 
at their running back board, it's all national recruits who, right. I mean, aside from Trey on Webb, are they really, you know, going in the, in the right direction with at the moment? I, I, I can't really point to too many. And even with Webb, you know, he has a Baylor uh, official visit lined up now and, and, and multiple others. I mean, I, South Carolina's one and um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the, on the, on the third, but of course, you know, uh, Penn state's one of them too. Um, or I think Arkansas is the other one. Yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. And then we run through Trayon Webb's visit real quick. Baylor, June 4th, Penn state, June 11th, Arkansas, June 17th, and then South Carolina, June 24th. So all those schools are in the mix. He just went to Florida the other week. So this is a guy who, yeah, I mean, there's reason for Penn state fans to be excited about Penn state's friendly in the mix, but uh, to me, I, I just don't think he's a lock. So, we is London Montgomery a lock? No, I, I don't think we should pencil, uh, you know, pencil him in quite yet. But you know, he's a young man who's said multiple times that he's he's very interested in Penn State. He's admitted to being everything from his dream school to his favorite school growing up to the school he's watched a lot. You know, he told me that that Michigan game in 2019, uh, you know, was was a game you really watched and really got into, and ever since then he's followed. And uh, I talked to his coach then, uh, which I'll have an interview coming up here in the next day or two, and. Uh, you know, he, he really talked about the Saquon Barkley effect and just kind of, you know, like all these young men growing up in the region, watching watching Barkley at uh, Penn State. And, and that kind of got him in, uh, in the Lions. So uh, I, I do think there's there's plenty of reason for fans to to think that there's a, a good chance that Montgomery will be part of this class. But but look, I mean, Penn State wasn't speaking with him nearly as much as they were with some other guys. And, you know, London and I talked about that kind of a little bit more off the record. Now, he did say on the record, like, hey, I'm not I'm not talking to them. Uh, as much as some other schools, but, you know, off the record too. I mean, he was, he was kind of hinting that he, he'd like to talk to Penn state more. And uh, sure enough, that was in an interview we did uh, last week. And then sure enough, he gets the offer on Friday and, and here we are now on Tuesday. So I expect Jay Wan Slater to, to, you know, really step it up from that department and, and get to know he and his family more. And, you know, all, all signs point to this being a player that they should be able to land. And, uh, you know, he, he's a he's a he's a heck of a player, too, man. Twenty was a twenty three hundred yards rushing last year. There's, there's a lot to yeah. like from that perspective. Um, and, and, you know, he seems like a great kid, too. I mean, that's actually the main thing I can stress is just how 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 good of a kid he seems to be. And especially from talking to his coach, everybody speaks really highly of his leadership and all those things. So uh, a lot to like from that perspective. But uh, let's see how these visits wind up this year. He just went to Syracuse this past weekend. Expect him to go to Boston College probably on that March 19th, which is, you know, setting up to be Penn State's big weekend. So maybe something changes there. Maybe he still goes to Boston College. We'll see. But uh, I would expect London to probably be back if he's not that weekend, another weekend, and maybe even for the blue-white game as well. Uh, five foot ten, 180 pound running back out of Scranton Prep. On three is a little bit higher on him than the consensus. We have him as Nature's number two sixty six player, a four star number nineteen running back overall. The on three consensus has him just inside the top four hundred, a three star and a number twenty eight running back. And I think you make a good point here in that there's a lot of positions. We talked about this someone last week's uh, recruiting show, BWI Daily, that. There's some positions where they are really national at this point, and there are not a lot of local names on the board, regional names on the board, or guys who you can just point to and say, yeah, Penn State sits really well for them. You know, So I think running back certainly one of them. We've talked a lot about Trayon Webb, but offering Montgomery now certainly I think makes a lot of sense. He'll be a name to watch closely. Anything you learned from him uh, when talking to his coach that uh, told you more about him than what you previously uh, – previously new and just to run through this here quick you did mention it but uh penn state he has visited twice he's going to see uconn in march boston college in march uh rutgers you saw in january and he'll see syracuse in march as well yeah yeah i just went to syracuse um and 
I mean, I'll be curious to see if that I'll be curious to see if Penn State tries to squeeze out UConn for that for that uh, visit the week after March 19th. So what's that? March 26th or something like that. Uh, I'll be curious because, you know, Penn State wants to get him here ASAP. And it seems like he's going to take that Boston College visit. But we'll, we'll see. I'll be monitoring him closely for, for those two visits. Uh, you know, speaking to his coach, I mean, it was a lot of praise for just who he is off the field and his leadership and, you know, his commitment in the weight room and stuff, you know, which is what you expect from a coach. They, they get to see that stuff uh, a lot more than we do. So that that was a big takeaway i would also say i you know i reached out and asked kind of who are those schools who haven't offered yet that we're keeping an eye on you you mentioned that michigan and notre dame are both uh you know sincerely interested have had multiple conversations with with coach about them and you know i get the impression they might be those spring evaluation kind of schools that that come out and uh you know maybe maybe give them a give them a look during the workout and uh at the end of april but uh, i think he also mentioned west virginia uh, I think Oregon, he said, poked around a little bit. So, I mean, there are some serious power five schools that are, that are interested. And, of course, he has some other quality offers, too. I know Michigan State's one of them. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Um, I think Louisville was one of them. Uh, a couple, couple other uh, quality schools. So, I mean, there he has plenty of interest. Oh, Iowa was the one I was trying to think of. Uh, but, uh, you know, with, with Penn State offering now, man, you, you would think that if they're able to get him on campus maybe another time or two, you know, step it up, you know, have, have a Zoom or two you know, get Franklin in front of the family, uh, it, it should put them in a, in a very good position. So I, I think there's reason to think that he's going to probably be running back in this class. And then, hey, look, they can take two. I, I've been predicting for the longest time that I don't think they will, just because I think that also, you know, if they get Montgomery in April or, or May, we'll say, you know, if they get him at some point here in the spring, you know, how does that impact Trayon Webb, of course, down the road? So, you know, my, my prediction right now would be probably like a 20% chance that they take two running backs, but they can. They can definitely right. uh, afford to do that, especially if it's early in the cycle, you know, before, you know, mid-July or something like that when, when you know, mid-July now feels like commitment season. So, you know, maybe that is even a little bit too late. But if, if, if Webb and, and uh, Montgomery were to commit, you know, by the end of June or something like that, it's, it's certainly possible. Well, keep in mind, Trayon Webb has a visit scheduled to Penn State. He was the first guy actually to lock in his official visit coming up in June. So Penn State's running back board starting to take shape. But in terms of offers and things like that, and of course visits, you're not going to see too many more of those. Probably won't see any more of those this week, I wouldn't think, as again, the staff is on vacation, uh, gearing up for spring practice. It's the VWI Daily Recruiting Show edition on Tuesday, March 8th. I'm Greg Pickle, Ryan Snyder, of course, here giving us all the recruiting insight as well. And Ryan... One thing that has been pretty consistently talked about here on the daily, whether it's with Nate and T Frank or David and Nate and T Frank on the live show, you and I, of course, as well uh, here on the recruiting show, we talk a lot about Penn State needing to do more in terms of commitment. And James Franklin talks about that all the time in terms of adding bodies. And, you know, you were the first to report that they added three analysts. They've now added the fourth. They've added an assistant recruiting coordinator as well. And now they're on the hunt for more, you know, I guess my first thought is let's cover the news of the day that you reported uh, on Monday night, but then also get to just what all these additions mean for Penn State moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashad Rich, uh, and give credit to Football Scoop on that one. They really reported it, and you know we we kind of grabbed it from there. And you know I have spoken with Penn State people now. That's 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 pretty legit. That's going to happen here. I wouldn't be surprised if he's official uh, when when they get back from uh, from vacation next week. Uh, but Rich has been you know working as a scout with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, I thought it was interesting. One thing I when I was digging on him last night is he actually interned with the Bears with Ashton Washington. Did you ever get to know Ashton? I did not. Did you no. Yeah, part he she's Parker Washington's uh, uh, sister, uh, and you know if you if you follow Parker Washington's 
uh, recruitment. Ashton was incredibly aggressive at, you know, getting uh, different videos out there. And, you know, when they would go on visits, she was very uh, active with that stuff. And she's really, man, in the last couple of years, she's really made major strides as far as her career. She was part of Illinois' uh, recruiting staff. She was part of Texas Tech's recruiting staff. And then she took an internship with Chicago Bears. And I know the Bears hired her full time uh, in August 2021. I think she's like the first female uh, scout for at least the Bears. I'm not sure if it's the entire NFL, but I believe with the Bears. So uh, Ashton's a, I just I really enjoy getting Ashton back in the day. And uh, Rashad was in that same uh, internship process. Uh, now, of course, they also added Rashad Elby, which, which you reported on last week. Uh, he's been all over a little place uh you know like a lot of coaches and scouts are you know i, I think what would he play at kent state i believe it was and uh, he had he, two different a, playing stops i'm trying to think of the other one it's the Hampton. graduate from, it was hampton Hamp, that's hampton. it yep yeah. yep and he's been all over the place he worked for the ncaa he was a part of the nfl regional combine initiative he was uh a position coach at the PSAC. i mean yeah he's done a little bit of everything um and, and it seems like the, the rich is kind of the same way uh and that's what Honestly, it's what most of your recruiting type staffers, that's the background they're going to have. They mm -hmm. kind of have been everywhere. You're not really going to, in most cases, get somebody like a Kenny Sanders to come back who's been kind of the man all along and has done this kind of work for a long time. You're going to get people bouncing around from spot to spot to spot when mm -hmm. some of them have goals of making it back to the field. Some of them don't. They want to rise the ranks and maybe one day be an Andy Frank, the director of player personnel who runs the recruiting department. So it's mm -hmm. interesting, though, that Penn State keeps adding these spots. They're not nearly what some of the SEC schools are at and even probably some Big Ten schools, but they're getting closer with each one of these hires they make. Yeah. So I I, I talked about this a little bit uh, last night when when the Rashad Rich uh, you know, news kind of popped up and basically, you know, Penn state, Penn state, first off, Penn state is over 40 members in their, in their staff now for their entire football staff, which I believe is the, I'm pretty confident that's the first time that's ever happened uh, under yeah. Franklin. I mean, they're adding people, right? So why, why would it not be, uh, which is right. good. You know, I know that I just, I remember talking to somebody like a year ago and I just remember they threw the 40 number out there as far as like, that's a benchmark they want to get to. So that's a positive. Uh, the recruiting staff alone now is at 10 members and you know, that that's that's good. Uh, I, I believe Ohio State has a few more. And I know some of those top SEC schools, like the number that's always been given to me is 12 to 15 is, yeah. you know, what you see at LSU, Georgia, Alabama, you know, those schools that just have those those bankrolls and can do whatever they want from that hiring kind of perspective. Right. Uh, so, you know, with Penn State being at 10, that's a positive. Uh, and I am expecting additional hires to come. So, you know, what what uh, I think, Greg, I mean, you, you kind of showed me it this morning. I think they've already kind of listed two more jobs uh, for, for the right. recruiting department that you saw that this morning. Right. I think you told me that. This yeah. Morning. So uh, they're looking for someone to kind of run operations and visits, uh, which Destiny Rodriguez currently does very well. And they're looking for an assistant mm -hmm. in that role. But if you actually look at the job listing of the assistant uh, listing, it was actually for an analyst. So we'll actually we'll see what that second one is. The listing and the uh, info don't necessarily jive. But I mean, for Penn they, they just need bodies. I mean, we sit here and talk all the mm -hmm. time about guys going into the transfer portal and players getting offers. And I know it seems like it should be easy, but it's not. There's a lot of time and investment that needs to be made to find these players and go after them and have enough information to go after them. You need bodies to do it. Uh, you can't have one person do it all. And that's what you see Penn State doing here, adding eyes, adding hands, and adding people who are very good at what they do uh, to try and help improve this football program. Mm -hmm. So basically what I'm expecting to see 
is some like I expect their recruiting staff to stay at 10. And, you know, right now they're at 10 and they're trying to add people. So what does that mean? Well, I'm maybe I think what I think what we're going to see, I don't know this for sure. Again, everybody's on vacation this week, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see one or two of their current recruiting staff you know, take different roles within the football program here. And that's something I think we'll see in, in the coming yeah. weeks. Um, so, I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, recruiting coordinator of operations. So maybe destiny would be somebody to watch taking a different role. And I know, I know for sure that something that they want to add is somebody who's focused on NIL. So whether right. that's, you know, somebody who currently is on the staff or, or they bring somebody in, you know, I know they definitely want a full-time role uh, with somebody who, you know, I would think that it will come from somebody who's already there personally because they know the program, they know what Franklin wants, and, and it makes sense from that perspective. Uh, so right. maybe somebody on the recruiting staff, we'll see what happens. But I, I know there's shuffling going on there. They plan to add two more recruiting people or at least two more uh, staffers. Maybe it'll be one recruiting, one analyst. You, 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 know, you said that one of them was for an analyst role. But I just see more movement coming from that perspective, more additions coming. Uh, and, the, and the total staff should be somewhere around 42, uh, I believe, uh, when, it, when it's all said and done. So that that's a big positive there. I know Franklin's been fighting hard to get those numbers up, and uh, you know I, I think that's 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 progress, right? I mean that's why he was, that's why the whole contract dispute, you know that that we saw throughout the football season. I mean this is this is why this is adding these people, growing his staff, being able to split up duties, you know more people working on different things, um, and then now of course with, with NIL, I, I expect that to be a major major emphasis. Uh, for somebody on the staff and maybe even uh, multiple people on the staff uh, moving, moving forward, because that's, that's kind of the one area they haven't uh, succeeded with yet. And I know it's not right. from a lack of, of effort, you know, they're, they're trying to find different ways. Uh, so maybe putting somebody in that role uh, to focus on that full time. Uh, I know that's something Franklin wants to do. So keep an eye on that here in the, in the weeks ahead. Yeah, there was a job posting on Penn State's website that is no longer there, but it was for we reported on it a few weeks ago, and it was not like the title was not basically NIL director, but that's what the mm -hmm. job description was. I mean, there yeah. were some other things in that role, some of the things that Michael Hazel uh, did for Penn State and for James Franklin prior to him leaving for Virginia Tech, but the top listing was not by mistake. The first bullet point was about NIL, and I believe the second one mm -hmm. won as well. So we will see some movement on that front soon. It won't surprise me, like you say if it's somebody who Penn State fans are familiar with but all told this is one of the, I mean uh, this is going to sound like a joke it kind of is it kind of isn't but it's a good thing they're expanding the last building because they need more room for these people and I know that last building <laughs> expansion is about the weight room it's not about office space but you know that well it's about office like, space too though I mean it is well, about yeah, some I, office space they definitely need right. more of that so yeah right yeah I mean you got people working in coat closets and things like that I'm half joking half not but um no, but yeah so are, this like, is legit. right <laughs> old, yeah they're so, old coat closets that they've expanded sorry go ahead yeah, no, but it's just the point being that as we sit here on the cusp of spring practice starting in two weeks, it's a reminder that, as James Franklin always says, it is a year-round business. You know, the coaches get vacation here. You and I will take vacation. We don't obviously work for the program, but our schedule, our calendar kind of aligns with theirs for the most part. So, mm -hmm. you know, we'll take some time when they take some time. But the point being is that uh, the reason everyone loves Penn State football is that it's a 365, 24-7 uh, passion for so many people. And that requires a lot of people to support it. And so as you see Penn State adding these things, I think it's important to remember that that's the goal. Uh, the goal of all of this is to be the best they can be all year round. 
24-7, and you can add people and make that uh, more of a reality year in and year out. So they're not the only program doing this, of course. They're, in fact, behind many programs who have already done this. But you got to start somewhere, Ryan, and this is a, a good place mm-hmm. as that, good a place as any. I will say, I mean, like the, with the, the added recruiting staff and stuff, I mean, they are in a good spot in the Big Ten. Uh, at least I believe they are. I haven't gone through everything, but like just from, from talking to Penn State people, I mean, I know 10 to 12 kind of staffers was was really what they wanted in their recruiting staff. And they thought that that would stack up well with, uh, you know, I think Ohio State still has a few more. But but I believe, you know, they're they're ahead of a lot of the, the schools that Penn State fans would expect them to be ahead of. So that's that's a positive. I think that this uh, the, these additions, um, you know, have them ranked up uh, pretty 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 close to the to the top in the Big Ten. So that's a positive. I don't think they're ever going to catch Alabama and Georgia and LSU and all the money that's down there. I mean, even some of the, the mid-tier SEC schools are just putting so much money into stuff now that I don't know if that'll ever get, uh, you know, uh, caught up, I guess is the right way to say it. But uh, we'll see. Time will tell. Franklin's going to certainly keep fighting for it. You can, I can promise you that. No doubt about it. All right, we're coming down to home stretch on this edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Ryan, a couple odds and ends here to close things out. Uh, we have talked before on the show about North Texas Twins, Grayson and Gabriel Murphy, Penn State, and many other schools were pursuing the defenders. There was a chance, I think, that they were going to officially visit maybe in the spring, but that's no longer going to be the case for the Lions or anyone else. Uh, look, we haven't talked to these two, but they did commit to UCLA. We don't know much about their decision-making process or what they were looking for or anything like that. But we can say now that they are off the board. They're committed to UCLA. Uh, Ryan, I'll just throw it to you quick. I know we don't really have much to say on this other than to make note of the news. But, you know, for Penn State, again, the pursuit of maybe a linebacker, maybe a defensive end continues in the portal. And it's yet another reminder of how difficult it can be to land guys uh, from other schools. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were they were when I've asked about guys, portal portal guys who they expect to visit, those two were mentioned uh, along with Steen and, you know, maybe one or two others, but mainly just Steen, I would yeah. say that Steen and the Murphy twins were the ones that were kind of consistent. Right. So uh, I, I do think that's a loss there. Cause that's somebody, uh, those two were, were both guys that Penn State was pursuing. So like you said, man, we, we never got to speak with them. I don't think they have, they spoke with anybody. I don't know if I've seen any interviews uh, about that. Uh, if they process. did, I've not seen any. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that, again, that's so. not, terribly uncommon i mean again uh, i go back to uh, anthony dominic who i was lucky enough to get to chat with uh not too long ago i mean but they're few and far between i mean and i and again you know we've hit on this before but for anyone who maybe hasn't caught previous shows we'll just spell it out real quick uh portal guys and high school recruits are two entirely different beasts really i mean Mm -hmm. there's just different things they're looking for different ways they're going to go about the process different expectations they have about what things are going to be like and so most of them don't really open up I mean you might get lucky in a dad like I think Tyler Steen's dad's pretty good about communicating things with with various mm-hmm. outlets and you have some guys who are like Dominic who are willing to talk but for the most part uh, these guys you know you don't get a lot of info from them about what they're going through which is so different from high school recruiting of course where you know, those guys, most of them anyway. I mean, in some cases, they're not. But most of them tend to be pretty open about things. If you, if you would have offered me an opportunity to do interviews when I was 16 and compared to when I was 20, I probably would have nothing to do with it either, man. Yeah. Just comparing where I was at at that time in my life. But uh, a couple more odds and ends I'll hit on real quick. I mean, Derek LeBlanc announced that he's going to announce his decision in July. He's, he's I love it. We have announcements up. about announcements. It's beautiful. Yeah. 
I mean, he's he's aiming to uh, announce with I believe it was Peyton Kirkland and Malik Bryant. They're both they're all I believe like uh, Orlando based prospects. So I'll be kind of curious on that one because LeBlanc was somebody who I thought Penn State was um, not necessarily a favorite with, but somebody I could see them being you know top three, top four, and uh, maybe those guys will go to three different schools. I don't know, but you know just from talking to people. You know, some thinks that they may be going to the same place. So that'll be interesting uh, to see what happens. And then one guy, I, Greg, I didn't talk to you this uh, uh, before we started the show. But one thing I was thinking about, uh, maybe talk about is Andrew Repelier, who is committed yeah. to Michigan at the moment. Um, you know, th- there was news last week that Neo Avery is going to play def- defensive end. You know, I was able to confirm that. And uh, that that looks to be official. So or at least those talks have progressed to the point where that's what he's thinking he's going to do. So, of course, you know, I, we, I think we spelled it out pretty clearly that Repelier, I thought, was leaning towards Penn State and was going to end up at Penn State. Neil Avery commits on New Year's Eve and everything gets all screwed up. And then Repelier right. ends up committing to Michigan. I don't know. What was it like 16 days later or something like that? It so, wasn't long. Yeah, yeah no, it was, it, was, it was like a little over two weeks. So, of course, uh, Michigan has now changed their tight end coach. Uh, Jay Harbaugh was the tight end coach. He's moved, I believe, to defensive backs. And you know, do you know how they hired a tight end coach? Grant Newsom. Do you remember remember Grant Newsom? I mean, we talked to Grant. I do remember I Grant, Grant Newsom. Yeah, he was yeah. on their off field staff, and they promoted him. Yeah, correct. That doesn't yeah. surprise I mean, me. He was he was always yeah. you could tell he was a uh, kind of guy that could be a coach one day. Yeah, really smart guy. Injury I mean, career at Michigan, but yeah, yeah. I loved getting to know Grant back in the day, and you know I, I'm I'm happy for him. You know he he found his home in Michigan, and, and uh, he seems to be moving up the ranks. But long story short, there with Harbaugh kind of moving, and he you know he thought he that was going to be his position coach. Uh, that that seems to have maybe changed some things. And uh, you know there's been if you've followed Twitter follows and things, Repelier's following a bunch of uh, other coaches at other schools, and you know we know Penn State has stayed on him hard. Uh, I've talked to EJ Holland about it, who, of course, covers Michigan for us. And, you know, he he noted that, yeah, I mean, that Repelier is definitely continuing to talk to Penn State. So let's keep an eye on that one uh, with, with Avery, of course, playing defensive end. I reported a while back about Matthias Barnwell playing defensive line. You know, those those that path is now cleared. Uh, Joey Schlaffler, of course, is going to play tight end, but they can still take two tight ends there. And uh, Repelier is really somebody that they wanted. Uh, they they really wanted it. And of course, with Avery, they really wanted Avery too. So it was just a kind of a tough spot to be in over those couple of weeks. But um, I, I think there's definitely a reason to keep an eye on him. And, and he could be somebody who potentially opens things up here in the weeks ahead. Keep an eye out for that. You will find the latest Penn State recruiting news at bluewhiteillustrated.com, youtube.com slash bluewhiteillustrated. And of course, wherever you get your audio. Ryan, any final thoughts as we wrap things up here on Tuesday? We're, we're in spring break week. Then we have just one more episode left until Big Ten, or I'm sorry, Penn State spring practice begins. It's getting close. We can see it on the horizon. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Yeah. Camp season's here, too. I just signed us up right. for Under Armour camps last night. Uh, T. Frank and I are going to go to Columbus, I believe, and you and I are going to go to Baltimore for for Under Armour. So it's that time of the year. Elite 11's here. Uh, I believe Elite 11 comes to Massilloin, I think, the second week of April. I got I to gotta, I wanna see who that is on that list before I definitely go out there. But we're definitely planning to go to Ohio and planning to go to Baltimore for, for camp season and, and should have some, some good coverage there. I, I believe Columbus is the – what two weeks from now and then uh, yeah. 
Baltimore's uh, at the at the very end of the month. So it's that time of the year, man. Camp season, which is which is always fun. So getting excited for that. But yeah, really just waiting out this week, man. Get through this week. Get the coaches back on campus. Offers will start going out. I think by this time next week, uh, especially by like Wednesday next week, we'll be able to put a visit list together for for the upcoming week and. It'll be business as usual, uh, you know, up through the blue white game. And even after that, then you got the spring evaluation period, which is always fun to, to follow everything. And then, uh, you know, you got the, the June uh, official visit period that we always see. So, uh, well, we got four or five more days here of uh, slow recruiting. And then it's uh, pull my hair out until I can finally go on vacation in the summer. What hair? <laughs> so, what hair? Yeah. Yeah. We, we uh, can't see all that hair hat, behind. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I learned to shave it during the pandemic. It wasn't worth it. But uh, anyway, go. yep. That's where we're at. All right. Well, for Thomas Frank Carr, Ryan Snyder, I'm Greg Pickle. You've been listening to another edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Find our work wherever you get your audio at bluewhiteillustrated.com. We have $1 for one year of access on the subscription page. And you can see all the videos, T. Frank Film, Eval, Rodney Gallagher interview, and more at youtube.com slash bluewhiteillustrated. We'll see you next week. This has been the BWI Daily Recruiting Show.